Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 424 of The Sausage Factory. In this episode, I interview Dan Bernardo of Dream Nought Studios and ask him about the design and development of their real-time tactical combat hybrid action adventure game, Gridforce, Mask of the Goddess. Hi, Dan. Hi, Chris. Can you tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, sure. My name is Dan Bernardo, and I am the founder and game director for Dream Note Studios. It's a small studio here in London. We are eight of us, um, and we just launched our first game. How did you make your start making video games? I always been a video game you know fan since I was a kid, um, and uh, I never actually had the chance of uh, creating games until really, really late in my life. I worked in other things. And then uh, four years ago, I decided that it was time. You know, I, I promised the 11-year-old kid that I was that one day I will uh, create games. And I was like, I have, I have to pay the promise. So it was really <laughs> my life. My, I'm getting older, and I have to get this thing done. Um, so I just decided to start doing it. So what did you do to make your start? I... I tend to say to people that um, create games is probably the most, the, the hardest thing I ever did in my life, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I decided to create a game, I had millions of ideas, but I knew that I needed the right people, you know, to work with. So most of the time, especially the first year, was about finding the right people that I wanted to work with me. 
they would not, you know, not kill ourselves in in a room trying to get something to work. Um, but for me, my my path to games is very different from most people, I would say, uh, because I have lots of friends here, you know, also founders of other uh, studios, and the uh, story is always: I came from uni, uni, and I have a friend, and we start doing a game. For me, it was like I want to create a company, a proper studio. So um, it it took a lot of my work in technology, my my first part of in the life in career, to prepare me to actually start a, a proper company and then hire people and hire the right people and work in the concept. So for me, it was much more about, I want to create this business that is gonna actually, you know, realize my big dream, um, which is quite, it's quite un, unusual in, in the game, especially in the indie uh, scene. I'm gonna have to ask you the next question. What, as a creator, do you believe are your biggest influences? <laughs> For um, games in general, I tend to um, look at things outside the game industry, um, movies and music, uh, books. I'm absolutely obsessed with, and they. It's funny enough because people normally say I get this inspiration for uh, the setting or for the characters and style. I actually get lots of <laughs> uh, game mechanic ideas from a movie scene or something like that. Um, but for this game spe specifically, it was kind of a homage to uh, games like Mega Man Battle Network, uh, which I played incessantly <laughs> when I was a bit younger. And um, also games like Fire Emblem, uh, especially Three Houses uh, in terms of the game structure. But I always tend to think about everything that I see and everything that I hear and how would that be translated to game. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's completely bonkers and it just doesn't work. I would say 90% of the times it doesn't work. My team is really, every morning I come like, I have ideas. Like they, I, I am I am guilty until proven <laughs> the contrary to my team. Um, but they are also very, they're, they're very embracing of my ideas. And they also bring lots of ideas themselves as well. I think um, for you to create something unique and and fresh you need to have like your ears open you know very open your eyes very open and be be willing to experiment uh before you actually commit what video game developer do you admire most and why i absolutely love everything the guys from red um super giant do they are what dream not want to be when grow up uh is what I think there is um, a good mix of understanding the audience and also pushing boundaries that they do that I find very fresh. Uh, we know this story very well. That, you know, when they get very big, things start changing. But they are in the, that prime right now. Uh, everything they do, but also anything um, related to <laughs> everybody related to the creation of Final Fantasy from three to seven. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I know there's a lot of love for the Fans Eight, um, but Final Fans Six was my kind of, you know, okay. seminar Six. seminar for yeah. me. Um, but when I, I I just realized that some pixels in the screen could create, you know, a reaction like an incredible emotional reaction, and when then I say, okay, this is actually art. This is not only 
on your play. Yeah, uh, Caden Ritz recently, say recently, sort of four months ago now, did Pyre. I love the way they explain things on the dialogue. They create yeah. these hyperlinks. Then you just, if you want to know a bit more about the character, just a hyperlink, then just like read about it. I, I think it's re- genius and it's very, mm-hmm. get get something that you get from other medias and then bring to the game. What are you playing right now? I am playing the demo, um, the demo of my next game. It, we, we are in pre-production and it means that there's so much to uh, go around and try to fix and, and try to test. Uh, I love testing new mechanics. Um, it, I drive my developers crazy saying this <laughs> kind of feedback like, this just doesn't feel right. Can you, can you please put this in words like, yes. It doesn't feel, feel right. right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have. I'm also uh, playing Absolute Tactics. Um, they have kind of rocky start, but it's getting it's getting better. Mm-hmm. I, I love everything that is uh, turn based and uh, anything that is uh, sci-fi uh, themed. So in terms of theme, I love sci-fi. In terms of mechanics, I love turn based, okay. and uh, it's great because um, as you create games you connect to other developers and every time they launch the game they send you a key like okay it's my life is sorted <laughs> so games that i for a reason or another i have to play because i want to give feedback to my colleagues mm. but it's also a, a huge pleasure yeah what what, what type of titles that immediately spring to mind at the moment that piquing your interest what are the things that like you people should be aware of i think absolutely is great absolute tactics is very good um also live by sword is uh, our friends the i think they are launching now they've already launched uh there is a, a game that is being developed by uh, it's not going to be out for a while but i don't know if you know the mobile game um my child libyan's born no, it's an incredible narrative game. It's not okay. free to play. It's, a, it's just a nice narrative, simple mechanics. Uh, they won uh, BAFTA a couple of a couple of years ago for okay. games beyond entertainment, and I make like friendship with the with the ladies who are creating it, and they are creating mm. the next game. I cannot talk more about about this, but keep an eye on them. <laughs> they, there's something yeah. amazing coming out. Right. Well, well done. You made it through. Good stuff. <laughs> So we uh, let's let's uh, yeah I know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to get worse now though so <laughs> so we're going to talk about a thing you've been uh, embedded in for the last five years here we go it's part two of the show where we delve deep into Gridforce Mask of the Goddess.
Let's do it. So, first question. What is Grid Force Master of the Goddess? I, uh, <laughs> okay, so it took, it took us three years to come up with this. <laughs> uh, Grid Force Master of the Goddess is a tactical bullet hell RPG. Um, that is the best approximation of the mixed match of mixed match of um, genres that we put in this game. Uh, the the gameplay is on a grid where one side is is your team and the other side is the enemy team, and then by using the different um, skills of your team of four characters, which you can switch um, anytime you want, you have to actually win the battle. But the biggest part of the game, in my opinion, is about the story and is a uh, it's a sprawling story about uh, 28 main characters uh, that you meet, uh, that you make friendships with, you become friends or enemies, and they can be recruited to your team. Um, I think that's the best that I can summarize uh, the story um, the structure, but also great forces about you know finding your way in the world and finding your family outside your family. So you follow Donna, that is the main character, and her quest to try to understand why some people hate her and love her, even if they don't know her or she doesn't know them. Mixing real-time combat with tactical positioning would on paper be at odds with one another. So Gridforce leans into that. How have you found making sure that you kept to that vision? I think the the main problem for us with Grid Force initially was communicating things properly to the player because there are quite a lot of things going on. And when you are developing a game, you normally lose sight of how it is for people to play this for the first time, not knowing what you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and you try to create a game that you don't necessarily need to explain much. So how to to do that was quite complicated. We always knew that we wanted to create something like this. I had this uh, image of the game going around, and I wanted this to be very rich, like almost following a rhythm. When you are in the flow, you know what you're doing, you know what you're going to be doing next. Um, and we actually create the system first. And for me, I could sit and play it, and I feel really good. But every time I put this in somebody else's hand, people would be completely lost. Um, so there was a lot of work to communicate to people what is happening each moment and how and how to react to it, because the the main um, structure was really well thought from the very beginning. Um, and normally, when we show show the first builds to people, there will be like people will stop playing for a few minutes and then say, oh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And you're going to have to explain everything. And then they will just like get into it and then play for a long time. So that first bump, uh, especially the work in UI and uh, feedback was the most important thing for us. People kept coming to us and saying, this seems to be odd. Why not? To... I, I see, I look at the game, a screenshot of the game, and I feel that it's supposed to be a a turn-based game, and I say, but do you have fun with that? It's like, yeah, I love that. So okay, if this is weird, it's okay, as long as you know what is going on and you have fun with that. So we are actually following the fun and the clarity. Um, it, people need to know what's going on every every time without me popping up, you know, what they have to do all the time. Visual cues, a lot of visual cues exist. In, uh, they're really important in Grid Force. Mask of the Goddess. It's um, it's a means to inform the player about what is about to happen to them potentially. 
I think this has evolved from 2D beat-em-ups. Is, it, is that where it's from? Yes, absolutely. Um, we uh, Some people come to us and say, this seems to be a kind of grid-based um, you know, um, Final Fight or Street of Rage or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of this, but also there's a lot of uh, fighting games of the 80s and 90s. Um, we want the game, when we created all the cues for the game and we create all the different things that people could do, we are thinking, how, how would a, a character actually fight? Um, and one thing that you normally don't see in games like this is game is uh, characters be able to defend, uh, you know, to reflect, to do all those things that you normally see in fighting games uh, more than in any other medium. Mm -hmm. So you try mm -hmm. to bring those things to make um, the apparent um, limitation of being the greed actually change and enhance the the experience and we have lots of problems with communication uh to players because once the player actually understands what's going on they feel almost like i don't need this anymore can i turn it off yeah it, you know what i mean um, so we used to have much more uh cues in the, the screen and then we have to have much less until we find a balance that we feel uh, it's it's important for us to always try to put the game in the hands of people who never played the game before because once you you play the game once the utility of your feedback on how clear things are and how clear the cues are is lost it's absolute loss and i'm not you know to to bang on our communities i we normally show um things to do with uh, ui and to do with the game cues and feedback to a group and then that group is going to be only we're going to be showing other things never there we always look for a new new group they never saw the game again and then get from there so it's quite a lot of testing uh, quite a lot of getting feedback and this is what people say especially when the feedback is not what you want to hear <laughs> it's just like as you have just to be humble and say okay i'm, I'm not creating this game just for me it's for mm -hmm. other people and sometimes people come like, oh, this is not clear. It's like, this is so clear. How can you feel like this is not clear? Should I yeah. put a, a, you know, a, a exclamation mark? Side. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, can I, should I put an exclamation mark? And it's like, yeah, yeah great idea. It's like, no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next question, and we talked about the myriad of the roster of characters you have available to you. Yeah. And you switch between, like, you know, wrestling tag, you know, this. So yeah. <laughs> knowing when to switch between characters is actually vital to achieve success. How have you found informing that to, to explaining that to the player? Um, the, main, the main point to explain to the player is actually a mechanic that is um, the force bar. And we have to implement the force bar because, yeah, we have this problem. This, this is the thing. Like, we will create something to the player and then we don't want to tell them how to play like we we want them to have fun the way they want so if they want to finish the game with one character it's okay the problem with that is that there are a few things that the character are going to be able the, the player is going to be able to do that is completely closed up because they are using just one character we got a lot of players coming to us and say this fight is impossible and i normally go back to this like it is a tactical part of the game um you have it, normally when i see they play in this us some people send us like one hour long videos of them trying to 
tequila boss for an hour. And then I just see that they are just like throwing attacks, 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 attacks. And I, we normally say, I can promise you that you can do this if you think a bit more tactically. Um, so they start thinking about it and start preparing the, the team with the right characters and with the right elements and with the right skills. And then they go and beat it and they come back to us and say, oh my God, was so good, was so great. It's like, this is what you're trying to do. Like the game is about, you know, finding different ways to do something really hard. Um, so we we want allow the, the main gameplay, I think you could potentially with some problems, just bazooka everything. <laughs> but there are so many hidden spaces in the game where enemies are absolutely impossible to to beat if you're not you know think, thinking tactically about it and we we try to use the uh, force bar to remind you that you have other characters to to play with and normally it works um people are gonna start playing and then okay i i don't this character is not effective anymore now i have to move to another one um, and then when they start experimenting with another one, they fall in love with the other character as well, and they start using the character. So it's uh, yeah, it's a limitation that we put that I, I think was more effective than any tutorial that we could possibly do. Is just this character is, is tired. He used another one. <laughs> there's a fun, there's a funny thing that players do. I find it so funny. The, the the game has four um, different classes. So you have the defender, yep. the you're the tank, you have a spellbinder that is your mage, you have the champion that's like balanced for everything, and you have the valiants, they are like the damage dealers. But the valiants are all they're all like you know glass cannons. They they die very quickly. So mm. I've seen lots of players putting like a lot of valiants and then going for it. And yes, it's a very risky tactics and it's valid tactics. And what we want is people to experiment we one day experiment with the, with the story with the characters with decisions and then with the gameplay speaking of story the last question is the graphic novel style presentation of grid force master of the goddess grants the player some agency with regards to the unfolding story how have you found reflecting the atmosphere and pacing of that story of the novel into the game aspect or the interactive more interactive aspect of of uh, good force master of the goddess that was very counterintuitive in the beginning um the decision to create uh, the graphic model uh novel and we we normally call internally this is a uh was a very simple need necessity we could not create cutscenes uh because we are in the studio we are quite small we also feel like cutscenes age very, very poorly, very quickly. Um, so this is one thing. But the second part was uh, we want something that is striking and and kind of translates our love. The, the game, if you look at the game, you're going to see lots of references to Asia, you know, to uh, Korea, Japan, China, in terms of how they tell the story. And that was our, our way to bring this kind of manga style to the game. So there was twofold. One is that we cannot afford anything else. We don't want people just to go reading this, this story on speech bubbles. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some things that just don't 
translate, like some very dramatic moments just don't translate in speech bubbles. Um, and it was very important for us that the styles were different. Uh, and people keep coming back to us like, oh, why not keep the same style? It's because it's about diversity, it's about variety. We want <laughs> to bring a bit of each style of whatever person was creating the game to it. So the, it was hard for us, first of all, to um, create this story on manga and transition to uh, in-game footage without feeling like it's broken or that there is a bump. And I think most of the time we managed to do this well. Um, but at the same time, we wanted to have this break. We wanted people to play the game with the characters and then when you go to the story, feel very immersed and feel like these characters are a bit more detailed, the characters are a bit more alive. We normally play uh, the, the game um, of comparing this to Final Fantasy VII, not the remake, where you walk around the, the world as a like little SD character, but when you fight, you're very detailed. It was more or less the other way around for us. The funny, funny thing, just to uh, say, some, some people come to us and say, I don't think it's the story is done as a story. I think it is, it's Koniko's story. And people come to the, the four main characters are uh, Donna, Koniko, Pan, and Bird. Oh, yes. Koniko. And they come to me and say, I think it's Bird's story. And <laughs> I think it's Pan's story. Like, that is what we're trying to do. We are trying to get, you know, different people that you can relate with. And if you relate to one of those characters, you're going to, like, unfold their story and realize that it's in a way they are the protagonists in in some capacity and we're also trying to do instead of um you know this episode this part is focused on pan and this part is focused on bird the story should be wave and so it's about all of the four of them so grid force mask of the goddess is developed by dreamlord studios and published by gravity game arise is that right i'm just reading yes from, yeah and what platforms is it currently available on so uh, we are on Steam. Actually, we are about to launch a big update, a very, very long, very big update in a few days. And we are going to be on Switch and Xbox quite soon and later uh, PlayStation. Nice. All the, all the yeah. bases covered. Um, yes, it yep. works quite well in the Steam Deck, by the way. So good luck with it. <laughs> I am, I am like this. I'm literally just playing on my Steam Deck now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just goes with me. It's it's a mammoth. It's so huge. It's so <laughs> it's huge. Just, you know, for me, for me, work for me works because I generally play indie games, and it works really well for indie games. Like they're yes. not very taxing. Yep. No. So it, it's like it's is my is my switch upgrade yes if you will because the switch is now the performance issues are quite bad yeah we are we've been through nightmare to get the game to, to play absolutely it's yeah. moved the way we wanted on the switch wanted, yeah. yeah so dan it's been wonderful having you on the show it genuinely has um you've been a great guest Thank you. and um you're more than welcome to come back to chat about what you're currently working on we we have awesome. had we have had return guests as you can tell by how many episodes we've recorded. <laughs> um, but uh, but until then, Dan, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts.
Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and at our website, canerinrince.com. <laughs> <laughs>